Welcome to Newsmax Daily, your inside source for all things Newsmax. And we have a lot of ground to cover on this Friday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, the day people all over the world wear green and party to commemorate St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland. It's really more about that and the Irish culture than it is about St. Patrick, who was actually born in Britain, also known as the Feast of St. Patrick. Thus, the food, the beer, and the celebration. None better, perhaps, than the St. Patrick's Day parades in New York City and Boston. And you know what they say, everybody is Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Except Italians. We are still Italian. And if you're really Italian, you will be celebrating St. Joseph's Day this Sunday. Husband of the Virgin Mary, legal father of Jesus. Either way, have fun and enjoy. Today is also Red Nose Day in the United States and in the UK where it originally started as a day or comedy event to raise money for charity. So if you're not wearing green, maybe you're wearing a red nose or you're wearing both. And that is your history lesson for today, a very important day. By the way, how is your bracket doing? I doubt you had Furman over Virginia. I told you the other day, don't waste your time with the bracket. So frustrating. And if you filled out a bracket for money, you just wasted your money. As I mentioned, a red nose day in the UK and in the US. In the headlines, both countries, the United States and the UK, now pushing legislation to ban TikTok. Here in the US, TikTok has already been banned on government devices. The Wall Street Journal reporting that the Biden administration wants the Chinese to sell their stake in the company. North Carolina Senator Ted Budd is co-sponsor of the bill and spoke with Newsmax's Sean Kreisman on National Report. You're co-sponsoring a bill which would ban the app from being downloaded on all United States devices. Uh, can you talk about that? Uh, where do you see this going? There's, there's growing talk about TikTok being banned not only in the States, but also other countries as well. Your thoughts? Well, that's up to the other countries to make their decision, but we've known here in the U.S. House, the U.S. Senate, and all government devices for quite a while. They've been, uh, they've been banned. They've been deemed as dangerous. They're, uh, uh, they're a propaganda tool of the Chinese Communist Party. And we just think that the data that's coming from 80 to 100 million devices, particularly our youth, uh, is playing the Chinese long game for control of our population, and we think that's, that's not a good idea. So, the, look, it's not about the speech. It's about the platform that we're concerned about, uh, and we need to eliminate this platform because it's a hostile tool and we need to get rid of it. We need to ban it on all U.S. devices. Yeah, really quickly, sir, breaking news just happening right now with this interview with you just coming in. Reuters reporting this, that the U.K. will now ban TikTok on their government devices. Any thought there? Any comment? Well, that's... Uh yeah, that's a, you know, particularly the, the same issue we're looking at. Uh, they've looked at it for their folks, and uh, we're looking at it for the U.S. And remember, we're about making America strong and sticking to the Constitution, so this is not a First Amendment issue. This is an issue of national security. Uh, the messages can be said, they can be read, they can be listened to, uh, but this is a particular device uh, that is data mining from the Chinese Communist Party. It has been for years, uh, and it's hostile uh, to our uh, population, and we can't allow that. 
That's newly elected North Carolina Senator Ted Budd, a former congressman. Not only the federal government, but many states and counties across the country have already prohibited their employees from having the Chinese-run app on their devices as well. And for a change, we're finally hearing from and seeing Vice President Kamala Harris. I think that the the, the concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about, but the, the solutions have to be and include what we are doing in terms of going forward in terms of investments. For more on the VP, we go to Sean Spicer. All right, Vice President Kamala Harris thought she was in for an easy softball interview when she appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night, and it should have been... But Colbert fawned over the vice president. Even he seemed shocked when she had a hard time answering the simplest of questions. Joining us now is tonight's company, senior columnist for townhall.com, Kurt Schlichter, and editor for The Spectator, Amber Athey. All right, guys, uh, this was some pretty basic stuff. I want you to take a look at some of these tough questions that Harris had to answer. Let me play the first one for you. What is the actual role on a daily basis as you have found it? Well, I have the great privilege of serving with Joe Biden, who was president of the United States. <laughs> remember, we came in during the height of the pandemic. Yes. And so, so much of the work was about, okay, we've got to cover a lot of bases and let's figure out how between us we can do it. Mm-hmm. But he is um, an extraordinary leader and I wish that people could see what I see. Well, that's an excellent answer. And uh, the question was, what is the job of the vice president? <laughs> Amber, I, I mean, I literally felt like it was a it was like an episode of Veep in real life. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. But look, here's the reality. She isn't able to define what her job is because every task she's actually been given, she's failed at whether it was being the border czar and uh, watching her disastrous avoidance of the border for months and then her final visit where she blamed the root causes such as climate change or when she was supposed to be in charge of getting the Democrats' so-called voting rights bill passed in the House, which she was also unable to do. So she probably doesn't know what her job is because she's never succeeded at anything before. Kurt, the thing is, Amber lists a few of these things. She could have literally just said, I've got 18 things that I do, and and it would have sounded fine. But when you can't even get Stephen Colbert, who's literally basically like on your team, that that's pathetic. I mean, she literally could have said, I'm the borders are on this. He wouldn't have questioned you. You know, Sean, every time I see her, hail to the chief does not play in my head. Circus music does. That's Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist at townhall.com on Thursday's edition of Spicer and Company. That's weekday afternoons at 5 o'clock Eastern. I actually disagree with Sean a bit there. I think if she had said that she was the border czar, even Stephen Colbert would have said, what does that mean exactly? Or the follow-up would have been, well, what does the border czar do? Then she would have been forced to say, nothing. As I have been saying all along, the borders and all the things connected to the situation at the borders are the biggest problem this country is dealing with. And Joe put Kamala in charge of it. In fact, Brandon Judd, president of the National Border Patrol Council, was on last night's edition of The Balance with Eric Bowling. All I've heard from Mayorkas and Biden is everything's under control down there. What do you say to those people? 
Uh, we knew that they were lying. We've always talked about them lying. We, we, they're always deflecting. But the problem is if the mainstream media doesn't fact check them, their lies go, uh, th their lies become the truth. And that's the issue. When you see Chief Ortiz get up there and say that we do not have operational control of our entire border, that we have to remember that that is a chief that was hired by this administration. That is a chief that is taking this administration to task because we clearly don't. And all you have to do is look at the facts. The facts are cartels are making more money than they ever, they ever have before. There are more Gotaways than we've ever had in the history of the of the U.S. Border Patrol. Um, we've had more people be, re, be released into the United States than in the history of the United States Border Patrol. We've had more U.S. citizens die of drug overdose that come from Mexico than in the history of the United States Border Patrol. All of those facts clearly lead um, to the conclusion that we do not have operational control of the border. In fact, the cartels control certain stretches of the borders at any given time of every single day. Brandon, there are people who now believe that the cartels will control the United States side of the border, towns along the border going forward. Is this a legitimate concern or is this hyperbole? No, it is a concern. And all you have to do is look at how they've been progressing. Back uh, when I came in the Border Patrol 25 years ago, there were an awful lot of mom and pops organizations that were doing the smuggling. They smuggled narcotics. They smuggled humans into the United States. Now it's all controlled by cartels. And they have been taking uh, territory incrementally uh, over, over a period of time. And they continue, to, they continue to do that. And we're now seeing them operate in the United States, not just in border towns, but throughout the United States. But it is very pervasive in the border towns. So yes, it is conceivable that in the near future, they will control all crime, both on in Mexico and in the United States in, in border in border towns and border. Scary stuff. Go back to yesterday's podcast, or maybe it was the day before. Listen to Joe Biden at the Democratic debate, welcoming a surge at the border. Meanwhile, President Biden and the Biden family got some bad news, courtesy of the House Oversight Committee that has been investigating Hunter Biden's business transactions and the president. Greg Kelly with a deep dive on this. Three millions for the Bidens right after Joe Biden left the vice presidency in January of 2017. This is a big, big, big deal. It is real. It is totally credible. It's not like that make-believe stuff they came up with against Trump. Now, this has been established by James Comer, the chair of the Oversight Committee, and it's big. And actually, we're getting an interesting kind of admission from Team Biden. More on that in a second. From, from the House Oversight Committee today, let's go through it. Number one, bank records we've obtained reveal that Rob Walker, a Biden family associate, used his company to transfer money from a Chinese energy company to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Haley Biden, and an unknown Biden. Haley Biden. Yeah, that's the, uh, the widow of Bo, girlfriend of Hunter at one time, more on her in a moment. Let's do this, please. We got about seven full screens, specifically on March 1st, 2017, less than two months after Vice President Joe Biden left public office. Robinson Walker, LLC, received a $3 million wire from State Energy HK Limited, a Chinese company. Next, Robinson Walker, LLC, then wired over $1 million to a company associated with James Gillard. James Gillar was a business partner of Hunter Biden and was involved in foreign transactions with the Biden family. Next, afterwards, Biden family members and their companies began receiving incremental payments over a period 
of approximately three months. Hmm. Uh, the Biden family members who received money from this account included James Biden, Hunter Biden, Haley Biden, a new person of interest in the Biden business scheme. All right. A fourth bank account identified as an unknown Biden also received money. We are continuing to investigate the identity of this account holder. From the bank records, it appears that the Biden family received approximately one third of the money obtained from the China wire. Ultimately, the American people deserve transparency into the extent of the Biden family's influence peddling. We intend to deliver legislation that will preclude family members from capitalizing on their relatives' public office, as we suspect the Bidens to have done, and accountability is coming. Hey, I wonder, at the end of this, will they make a criminal referral to the Justice Department? That uh, seems most appropriate. This is very, very, and by the way, this is just the start, all right? There are all kinds of uh, hundreds, actually, of suspicious activity reports from the Treasury Department that they're going through right now. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, who spoke with Congressman Russell Fry, a Republican from South Carolina, who is a member of the House Oversight Committee. First of all, how significant is this to you? To me, it's uh, a game changer. I think it's huge. I mean, this is the first time, remember, you know, Republicans have been asking for this information from the Treasury Department for quite some time. And this is the first time under a subpoena that that Treasury Department has given these bank records. And so it is earth shattering. I think you are completely right that this is the start of, of what could be a very fruitful um, uh, fact finding mission. I mean, what were these what were, was this money from this state uh, these, this Chinese company, why was it given to a, a Biden family associate? Why then just, to, again, just two months after the vice president at the time had left office? Why was it then uh, distributed over a two-month period uh, to Biden family uh, holdings, to Biden family corporations and corporate entities? I mean, there are a lot of questions, uh, but I think the fact remains that, that there's a lot of smoke here. There's a lot of uncertainty uh, about what this is for, and it should be deeply concerning to every American. Well, I'm starting to see a few flames, not just smoke at this point. I want to put up the, the, the statement from the defense team, part one of that, and then we'll go to part two. But from the defense, Hunter Biden's defense, they go ahead and say this. Uh, Hunter Biden, a private citizen with every right to pursue his own business endeavors, joined several business partners in seeking a joint venture with a privately owned legitimate energy company in China. Now, a couple of things. This is, to me that they're acknowledging that it's an energy company, that they're trying to say it's a legitimate energy company. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, it, it's a company. It exists. But it's in China. And the Communist Party runs China. This is money from that company. I feel like that's kind of a, a significant admission. I know there have been kind of indications before, but what do you make of that, please? Well, listen, I think maybe tomorrow they'll issue a retraction. If you remember, they did that just a couple months ago on some of the Hunter Biden stuff that we've already uncovered. Yeah, the thing to me, just looking at this from a legal lens, you know, I've practiced law before my life in Congress. Why then would this money come, would not it come directly to, if it was legitimate, why would it not come directly to a Biden company? Why does it have to go through Rob Walker and then to through a series of different corporate entities? And that's just Hunter Biden's statement. I mean, there are two other Biden family members that have received this payment and uh, these payments and including, I mean, there were, there were some accounts that were just listed as Biden. 
Uh, so what does that mean? What what kind of account was that? Who was holding that account? Who had control of that account? Was that another family member yeah. uh, of the president or was that the president himself? Three words. Wow, wow, and wow. South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry from the House Oversight Committee and the fabulous Greg Kelly Reports team put this together. And this is great illustrating how Joe Biden is so reluctant to say anything bad or negative about communist China. Listen to this. I have many people from China that I do business with. They laugh at us. They, they feel we're fools. You know, they're getting away with absolute murder. China's a great nation, and we should hope for the continued expansion. Tough I don't want to lose $300 billion a year to China when we can't afford to build schools for our children, when we can't afford to build highways, when we can't afford to build railways, okay. when we can't afford to build bridges. I want money to be invested in jobs and in this country. I don't want to rebuild China. A rising China is a positive, positive development, not only for China, but for America and the world writ large. It was China's fault, and China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China's gonna pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. 554,064 American dead from COVID-19. A lot of families wanna know how this happened, how it got here. Have you had a chance to speak to any of your international partners, any of uh, President Xi, who I know you go way back with? Have you had a chance to ask him if these reports are true, that China maybe misled the world at the beginning? No, I, I have not had that conversation with President Xi. Thank you. Isn't it obvious? You're not going to be tough. You're not going to criticize uh, the country where your brother and sons and maybe yourself, daughter-in-law, are making millions of dollars. You're not going to do it. Absolutely fascinating. Great job by Greg and his team on that. I know you don't ever watch MSNBS or CNN, but do you think you will hear anything about any of this over there? They've been busting at the seams and giddy all week to see if Donald Trump is going to get indicted in New York for paying Stormy Daniels hush money. That's their big story and that Fox is getting sued and Tucker Carlson is a liar. So if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, for the real news, you can find it on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T or another provider that doesn't carry Newsmax, call them, tell them you want Newsmax TV, demand Newsmax TV, or tell them you'll switch to another provider. And be sure to get the Newsmax TV app, then you can watch your favorite shows like Greg Kelly Reports, American Agenda, Spicer & Company, Prime News, and all the others anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you, as always, for spending time with me on Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy your St. Paddy's Day. Have fun, but be careful. Do not drink green beer or Irish whiskey and drive. I'll see you right back here first thing Monday. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.